Mark Zuckerberg. So what's kind of amazing about him, not only, you know, he's running a trillion dollar company right now, um, but he started out in college as a 19-year-old boy who is trying to create something where people can plug in into a computer, create a profile directory so they can just figure out who everyone is just by reading their profile. The profile business has been going on for a long, long time. So that part of it is not new. In fact, other places, they've been, you know, India is pretty good for that. They love profiles, the bio data of people. I mean, they don't want to talk to another human being unless they have a bio data on that person. So similarly, you know, Mark Zuckerberg just picked up on the idea that's already been floating around in the world, but he put a put that in a computer format. So now, you know, I wanted to show you guys the earlier interview when he was a boy. And now there's a new form of cyber matchmaking, college networking websites. Is this perhaps the next big thing? And Hartford, Dan Stillman, co-creator of Wesleyan University's Westmatch.com, and then in Watertown, Massachusetts, Mark Zuckerberg, creative, creator of Harvard's TheFacebook.com. Uh, and I guess we'll start uh, with you, Dan. What compelled you to do this? Uh, well, sophomore year, I was... Uh sitting around contemplating a romantic dry spell. Um, and I realized that with my friend Matt, and uh, I realized that it would be easier to find a girlfriend if I could just search in a database for what I wanted. Did it work? One, two, We're still perfecting three. it. Yeah. That's what Westmatch is, right? This is something where people enter all of their information on questionnaires that they kind of fill out for you. Yeah, Tell us just a little bit about what Westmatch is. Sure. People, uh, students at, at our school and uh, now several other schools, um, they log onto the site and they answer an in-depth and humorous questionnaire about what they're looking for in others and they describe themselves and they say what's important. And then our site comes back and tells them they're most compatible people in the entire school. Um, and now, uh, since we've started expanding to other schools, they can now test their compatibility and do other things with students across the nation. Okay, Mark, we want to get you in here in a second, but real quickly, we do want to talk about what Dan's talking about, some of those questionnaires that... Uh, that you ask people about? Let's just take a look real quickly at some of them. First of all, one of the potential questions, awareness of current events. You could check off one of these. George Bush was that guy that did that thing with that intern. Well, but I read the news on occasion, and I read the news every day. So there's some of the It's a sort of contemporary evaluation of, uh, of what's going on. Mark, if somebody was to put the question to you about the, the magnitude of what you think you've launched, how big do you think your product or your service is? Well, it's impossible to tell. When we first launched, we were hoping for, you know, maybe 400, 500 people. Harvard didn't have a Facebook, so that's the gap that we were trying to fill. And now we're at 100,000 people, so who knows where we're going next. Um, we're hoping to have many more universities by fall, hopefully over 100 or 200. And from there, we're going to launch a bunch of site applications, which should keep people coming back to the site and maybe could make something cool. What is the Facebook exactly? It's an online directory that connects people through universities and colleges through their social networks there. You sign on, you make a profile about yourself by answering some questions, entering some information such as your concentration or major at school, um, contact information about phone numbers, instant messaging screen names, anything you want to tell, interests, what books you like, movies, and most importantly, who your friends are. And then you can browse around and see who people's friends are and 
just check out people's online identities and see how people portray themselves and just find some interesting information about people. Dan, do you make any money? Uh, we do. We license the site to other schools and we run the site and provide it for them for the semester for all of their students. We actually create a, a customized site for their school so it feels like a uh, personal, you know, personal customized site that you know, is not some sketchy dating site that, that people might not use but really feels like something that everyone in the community can do. And we have between 70 and 90% of all the schools we're on are on the site. Okay. Dan Stillman, uh, Mark Zuckerberg with us talking about uh, the online social networking business. Do stay so isn't that an amazing interview? The guy looks like a little kid who's coming up with some way to people to post stuff online as a directory of their profile. And now he's turning that into a trillion-dollar company. And I don't think he did it alone. I mean, look at his the way he talks and what his idea was to now really be controlling a whole new economy of the world. You know, he wants to create all of the identities of every person on the planet into his metaverse. And if he could get away with it, he would trade the, have the currency, uh, cryptocurrency Libra, as the one that's dominant. See, this is actually on Libra. This work in practice, Selena. So this is a massive effort, and the goal here is that it will be just like the U.S. dollar, but used globally. A so-called Libra, this currency is going to be a stable coin, which means that it is supported by government-backed securities. The point here is that it's not going to be so volatile like Bitcoin, so it can be used for everyday transactions. So the point is you're not only going to use it on Facebook to send money to friends or e-commerce in the app, but also you can use it outside of the Facebook ecosystem around the globe, so you can use it to buy a cup of coffee, or something outside in the real world. Uh, a big question here, though, is whether or not Facebook has the trust of the people to be able to execute on something like this after a string of data scandals. Do you want Facebook to be managing your money and your transactions as well? But Facebook says that they've created this partnership, nonprofit organization to oversee this and that there are many stakeholders with a similar uh, partnership here. So listen to how David Marcus explains this. We went to the blockchain route because we will have, by the time we launch, a hundred different global organizations that will participate in the governance of this new network and uh, currency. Twenty-seven uh, organizations right now, uh, and so we needed we needed a way to decentralize governance because no one company should control a network uh, that basically is a protocol for value on the internet. <laughs> So, Selena, so as you can hear from more about how, I just want to ask you about how the regulators are responding to this. It doesn't seem like they're they're too optimistic. What are their main concerns? There's already been a firestorm of angry lawmakers. Their main concern here is that is Facebook trying to use its dominance in one industry and use its heft to become dominant in another industry? And the main concern from regulators is that digital currencies can promote theft or money laundering. Some lawmakers have asked Facebook to stop development of this until they have a better handle on how they can control and regulate this. Trump is also hitting out at Libra. U.S. President Trump has told Facebook to obtain a banking license before launching its cryptocurrency Libra. Trump said any company wanting to operate like a bank must be subject to all banking regulations. The U.S. president said digital currencies are not money and can enable criminal activities such as drug trafficking. He also said that he is not a fan of Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies either because of their extreme volatility. U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and Bank of England Governor 
Mark Carney have also opposed Facebook's planned digital currency. Carney said Facebook must show Libra is rock solid before receiving, receiving permission to launch the cryptocurrency. Launched initially as Libra and later renamed DM, Mark Zuckerberg's ambitious stablecoin endeavor is now reportedly headed for an asset sale. But the once high-flying project might be crippling. Now, how did DM fall from grace and what's Meta planning to do about it? Well, the first issue was always regulatory hurdles. Facebook and 20 partner organizations formally joined the digital currency project during a meeting in Geneva in October of 2019. And earlier, to win regulators' trust and attention, Facebook had announced that its cryptocurrency would offer stablecoins supported by just one nation's currency. This would mean that some coins offered would have the value of a dollar or a euro. But various regulatory hurdles came in the way of this highly ambitious project. Zuckerberg was summoned by the Federal Reserve to speak for the project and defend it in light of the growing regulatory scrutiny. Even the currency's co-creator, David Marcus, had left the project, which significantly reduced the scope. Facebook also began its own cryptocurrency wallet, originally planned for Diem, with the Paxos stablecoin in 2021, hinting at the project's doom. And according to Fortune magazine, this step has been planned to return capital to its investing members. Diem is reportedly now in talks with some investment bankers about what would be the best way to sell its intellectual property, as it also tries to find a new home for its engineers who have developed this project. The move is viewed as a way for the company to reinstate funds to their investors. And according to various sources, Meta controls around one-third of the association. The partnership of the association's members own the other two-thirds. And the group has apparently made an arrangement with Silvergate Capital Corp to ensure the digital token. And the group has apparently made an arrangement with Silvergate Capital Corp to issue the digital token, but resistance from the US Federal Reserve is coming in its way. Silvergate Capital is holding company for its crypto-focused bank, which offers financial infrastructure and services for investors in digital assets. The project's inevitable failure was foreshadowed when Marcus, who had always managed DM, took an exit to pursue his personal projects. But it's yet to be seen what this change will yield for the company. Well, they could stop Libra for now, but you know digital currency is coming. So he's on his way, and the only reason why they're stopping because they're allowing the blockchain to be built, that platform, uh, whatever currency, cryptocurrencies that are out there, it's only being allowed for a temporary basis to kind of build that system where it's coming. So the next one, and I, you know, I didn't put Google in here, but that should have been in here. Google is the other infrastructure that is being put to where Mark was collecting social interaction data. Google is collecting all the infrastructure data of everyone online. He's been not only creating a space, a social platform, to kind of connect the whole world. And that was his purpose. Originally, I think he said, you know, he just wanted to uh, have the ability to connect the world through his platform. Uh, so he changed the society just like that overnight by people used to be able to go interact with each other in person to now just post their lives on the net and just sort of every now and then make those uh, distant connections with anyone in the world, you know, whether it's family or outsiders. 
and just kind of like post their lives for everyone to see as if they're living their storybook. It's not reality, but it's their storybook that they're creating online for other people to kind of plug in to a sort of virtual life that doesn't really exist. But Mark has taken that to a whole new level now. He wants to create a metaverse where everything will be online. All your business will be transacted, your personal lives, your reality that he wants to create will be completely virtual from your living space, the things that you buy, the things that you do. I believe the metaverse is the next chapter for the internet. And it's the next chapter for our company too. So I've been thinking a lot about what this means for our company and who we are as we embark on this journey. We're a company that focuses on connecting people. While most other tech companies focus on how people interact with technology, we focus on building technology so people can interact with each other. One of the reasons I started Facebook was that at the time you could use the internet to find almost anything. Information, news, movies, music, shopping, except for the thing that matters most of all, people. Today, we are seen as a social media company. But in our DNA, we are a company that builds technology to connect people. And the metaverse is the next frontier, just like social networking was when we got started. Facebook was born in a specific time and place, a college campus, the web. It was what we could build at the time to put people back into our experience of technology. But connecting people was always much bigger. From way earlier on, I remember sitting in middle school classes, sketching in my notebooks, ideas that I wanted to code when I got home. And even though I didn't have the skill or technology to build it yet, it was always clear that the dream was to feel present with the people we care about. Isn't that the ultimate promise of technology? To be together with anyone, to be able to teleport anywhere, and to create and experience anything? Yet here we are in 2021, and our devices are still designed around apps, not people. The experiences we're allowed to build and use are more tightly controlled than ever. And high taxes on creative new ideas are stifling. This is not the way that we are meant to use technology. The metaverse gives us an opportunity to change that if we build it well. But it's going to take all of us, creators, developers, companies of all sizes, Together, we can finally put people at the center of our technology and deliver an experience where we are present with each other. Together, we can create a more open platform with more ways to discover experiences and more interoperability between them. And together, we can unlock a massively bigger creative economy. I know the internet story isn't straightforward. Every chapter means new voices and new ideas and Yes, there will be challenges and risks and disruption of established interests. But there will also be opportunities and benefits that we can't even imagine yet for connection, for creation, for learning and joy. We'll all need to work together from the beginning to bring the best possible version of this future to life. A future where with just a pair of glasses, you will be able to step beyond the physical world and into the kinds of experiences that we have talked about today. I've been thinking a lot about our identity as we begin this next chapter. Facebook is one of the most used products in the history of the world. 
It is an iconic social media brand, but increasingly, it just doesn't encompass everything that we do. Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, Quest, now Horizon, Nazare, and more. Building our social media apps will always be an important focus for us. But right now, our brand is so tightly linked to one product that it can't possibly represent everything that we're doing today, let alone in the future. Over time, I hope that we are seen as a metaverse company. And I want to anchor our work and our identity on what we are building towards. We just announced that we are making a fundamental change to our company. We're now looking at and reporting on our business as two different segments, one for our family of apps and one for our work on future platforms. And as part of this, it is time for us to adopt a new company brand to encompass everything that we do. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Our apps and their brands, they're not changing either. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. But now we have a new North Star to help bring the metaverse to life. And we have a new name that reflects the full breadth of what we do and the future that we want to help build. From now on, we're going to be metaverse first, not Facebook first. That means that over time, you won't need to use Facebook to use our other services. And as our new brand starts showing up in our products, I hope that people come to know the meta brand and the future that we stand for. I used to love studying classics, and the word meta comes from the Greek word meaning beyond. For me, it symbolizes that there is always more to build. There's always a next chapter to the story. And for us, that's a story that started in a dorm room and grew beyond anything we could imagine into a family of apps that people use to find one another, to find their voice, to start businesses and communities and movements that have changed the world. I'm proud of what we've built so far and excited about what comes next as we move beyond what's possible today, beyond the constraints of screens, beyond the limits of distance and physics, and towards a future where everyone can be present with each other, create new opportunities, and experience new things. It's a future that is beyond any one company that will be made by all of us. We've built things that have brought people together in new ways. We've learned a lot from struggling with social issues and living under closed platforms. And now it is time to take everything that we have learned and help build the next chapter. I am dedicating our energy to this more than any other company in the world. And if this is the future that you want to see, then I hope that you will join us. Because the future is going to be beyond anything we can imagine. All right, perfect. Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hi, Hi Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? Huh? Who made this place? It's awesome. Right? It's from a crater I met in L.A. Uh, this place is amazing. <laughs> Boz, is that you? Of course it's me. You know I had to be the robot, man. I thought I was supposed to be the robot. <laughs> Whoa. I knew you were bluffing. <laughs> hey, wait. Where is Naomi? Let's call her. Naomi! 
Hey, should we deal you in? Sorry, I'm running late, but you've got to see what we're checking out. There's an artist going around Soho hiding AR pieces for people to find. 3D street art? That's cool. Send that link over so we can all look at it. This is stunning. That is awesome. Wow. Oh, I love the movement. Wait, it's, it's disappeared. This is amazing. Hold on. I'll tip the artist and they'll extend it. Wow. If you guys like it here, I have another room that you're going to love. Check out this forest room. Huh, let's see it. Koi fish that fly? That's new. This is wild. Hey, one sec, Boz. It's Priscilla. Hey, you have to see this. Beast is going crazy. Oh, I love that guy. We've got to show that to the kids. Can you also send that to my dad? I'll message him. All right, see you at home. This place is great, Boz, but there's something I gotta get back to. Year and a half, a lot of us who work in offices have gone remote. And while I miss seeing the people I work with, I think remote work is here to stay for a lot of people. So we're gonna need better tools to work together. Let's take a look at what working in the metaverse will be like. Imagine if you could be at the office without the commute. You would still have that sense of presence, shared physical space. There's chance interactions that make your day all accessible from anywhere. Now imagine that you have your perfect work setup and you can actually do more than you could in your regular work setup. And on top of all that, you can keep wearing your favorite sweatpants. Looking good. Let's get together real quick for a debrief. I'm free now. Let's jump in. Hi. Hey. So what do we think? Everything's ready. Great. I'll prep it for the presentation. All right. Good luck. Imagine a space where you can tune out distractions and focus on the task at hand. And when you're ready to share what you've been working on, you can present it as if you're right there with the team. Wait, where's Mark? I think he's in the middle of something. Top artist Snoop Dogg, financial company JP Morgan, and electronics manufacturer Samsung have in common They've all snapped up plots of virtual land in a metaverse, one of those online worlds where people game, work, and communicate. For many, it's becoming a second home, literally. It really is kind of putting a stake in the ground, saying that, you know, this is my area inside of this broad digital landscape. Frustrated by the red-hot housing market? Perhaps you should look in a metaverse. Buy empty plots of land where you can build yourself. We also have been selling master plan homes, which are, you know, really meticulously built by architects. That's right. There's virtual property. The average person can capitalize on this. To buy in, you're going to need a cryptocurrency. A popular one is Ethereum. You'll also want a wallet capable of storing NFTs since that's what digital real estate is. Then browse a website like Sandbox or OpenSea for your piece of a metaverse. Most of these platforms have a fixed supply. And so if you're able to get involved with them at a certain stage, then you can get them for pretty cheap and then just watch them appreciate. Just like buying property in the real world, there are two main reasons. One, you want a place to call home and show off your possessions. You can hang art on the walls. You can move furniture around. You can invite your friends over. And two, as an investment. 
2021, CNBC reports Metaverse real estate sales topped 500 million bucks, and predictions have the market doubling to close to 1 billion in 2022. We are still at the forefront of one of the most powerful trends we're probably ever going to see in our entire life. User increase should also grow demand. Currently, OpenSea, which is the world's leading online marketplace for Metaverse assets, has about 400,000 monthly users, but 10 times that number actively engage in various social media platforms. The inevitability is that we will have hundreds of millions, billions of people participating in these metaverse worlds because it is a natural evolution of what we've been doing. So it all sounds rosy, but yeah. as with any investment, there is a risk. A big one, the amount of land currently available. So the big platforms have land limits, but I mean, <laughs> since it is a metaverse, there's really nothing right. stopping somebody else from creating right. another one. Create another so one out in the middle of nowhere. Some will be yeah. <laughs> worth more money than others. So, you know, there's potentially unlimited plots. There's no guarantee new plots won't pop up uh, at any time. Gosh, still trying to wrap consider. my head around all yeah. of this. Yeah, Even about virtual shoes, even about virtual everything. This is the dimension of imagination. <laughs> is very similar concept to an old movie by Bruce Willis called The Surrogates. I think it was around 2009. And in that movie, they were living out their uh, real life through their surrogate counterparts' robotics that were beautiful version of themselves. So they were younger, hotter, and they did all of the work uh, outside in the real world. So if to perform all work tasks and have uh, outgoing work, uh, social life, and even meeting other people through their surrogates. So that means they were having relationships and sexual relationships through their surrogates. But their real physical self could feel whatever they felt and see whatever they saw. So they were tied to their own home in their own uh uh, chair or bed where they were plugged in to the VR headsets and computers and all the things that they needed to be able to connect with their surrogates in the outside real world. So their own body, physical body was deteriorating, was getting old, you know, and looked like it was, it looked like a miserable life to live that way, but that was the only existence that they knew where they had to live through their robotic self in the outside world so the movie scene is pretty interesting towards the end uh, where all the robotics uh, were shut down for whatever reason and around the world so they finally had to come out of their homes uh, you know in their raggedy clothes and raggedy self to start experiencing real people again so Bruce Willis meets his love interest at the end and she looks you know scarred and and haggard and so does he. And then they come together wanting, longing to have that physical touch that they 
or being deprived of by living through the surrogates. Robotic human surrogates combine the durability of a machine with the grace and beauty of the human body. With most people living their lives through their surrogate cells, our world has become a safer place. Take a seat in your STEM chair, and just with the power of your mind, you can control your surrogate and send it out into the real world. You can live your life without limitations. You see what they see, feel what they feel, and become anyone you want to be from the comfort and safety of your own home. You can finally live the life you've always dreamt of without any risk or danger to yourself. occurred today, there has been a total systems failure of the central surrogate grid in every major city on the eastern seaboard, possibly in the entire United States. An identical failure in those cities. This is unbelievable. No reports of human casualties. The damage appears limited only to surrogate those units. Are no statements from VSI. They have not responded to requests for information. Paris, London, Beijing. All reporting the same thing. So still no official word when or if surrogate services can be restored. It appears, at least for now, that we are on our own. So this whole movie concept is very interesting because that's what your existence is going to be in the metaverse. Where you're plugged in 24-7 because it's not just gaming or you know, card game online or interacting with other people socially for an hour or two, it's all day long. You will be working through there. You will not see anybody except for your virtual self, this avatar that you create, which is all cartoonish. The entire metaverse is going to be a cartoon world that people are going to be living in and working in and shopping through all your interactions. So everything that you do in the real world, just like the movie Surrogates, will be done virtually in the metaverse if it's allowed to be full-blown market to be system. So I think this actually metaverse could be the development of the market of the beast where people are no longer engaged in real life activities and real life maintenance and real life development with interacting with one another as human beings, but you will be interacting with the beast where the beast is online through the system because Satan is living out where he can have total control of your virtual self and how you interact with him online. So you have to stay plugged in because without that, you cannot buy and sell. Without that, you can't go to work and you can't interact any with anyone else socially and you're going to be locked in your homes 
tied to these VR devices and suits and wearables, anything that you can experience the augmented reality. Uh, right, right now, it looks like a choice, but in the future, it won't be a choice. I think when, as I was doing this, that perhaps this metaverse is the building of that beast system where uh, early on you saw that he was trying to get his own digital currency, Libra, established. Whether it's Libra or some other currency, it doesn't matter because in the end, this beast system being developed by different companies will all come together as one. So you will have this metaverse with the digital currency and your entire life will be embedded only through augmented reality. That means your body, physical self, is going to deteriorate and they will come up with some medical way for you to keep living longer uh, and, you know, like they can alter your genetic makeup with, through genetic engineering. So with all of these technologies that are coming together, it's the beast system will live online. It'll be a virtual reality. It will not be a real reality. So no longer you're going to experience what God has created for you. The real food that you are, you know, are now the last generation to eat uh, all the fruits and vegetables that God has given us to eat, the meat, the livestock, all of that they want to trade away for genetically modified factory food. So all the lab meat is going to be what's going to be on the market. No more animal husbandry, no more farming, not the traditional farming. It's all going to be lab-grown uh, meat and lab-grown fruits and vegetables. So they control the entire food supply because nobody will be allowed to grow their own. And you're going to be living in this augmented reality online 24-7. And your only interaction that you're going to have with other people is going to be limited and monitored. And if they block off the zones where you can uh, walk around and you know live like you're free to go travel wherever you want but in the future that's going to be stopped and they will have zone restrictions and your travel restrictions and authors authorized to be able to even go within your own neighborhood uh, to see whoever you want to see in real life because i think they're going to be able to limit that because uh there's another video which uh it's like they're building these cities that condensing all the population into this wall-like futuristic city and everything is computerized. Revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The Lions communities are organized in three dimensions within five-minute walk neighborhoods travel end-to-end -end in 20 minutes. Designed by world-leading architects, the line is 500 meters tall, 200 meters wide, 170 kilometers long, and housed within an elegant mirror glass facade. The line is designed as a series of unique communities, providing equitable views and immediate access to the surrounding nature heart of the globe's key trade routes, a place for commerce and communities to thrive. The line. The so once everything is computerized, is tied to this metaverse, then you can see that you you know you are going to be imprisoned 
and controlled 100% by this beast system. And you will no longer have any freedom of choice whatsoever. And not only that, you're not going to be able to have the same interaction with real people that you'd have now. You're not going to be eating the real food. So everything will be this uh, fake life experience just like the movie surrogates except you know the surrogates were not using the internet uh as the only way to be in that reality like mark zuckerberg is doing but they the concept is the same they were living out their lives through their robotic counterparts than living it themselves and you know even in their own home uh, they could still move around and cook their own food and stuff but in the outside world, they weren't walking around because you can't have your virtual uh, robotic self and your physical self, you know, interacting in the real world. So they were strictly imprisoned in their own homes. So that's the concept that Mark Zuckerberg is bringing to us now. And it was, you know, funny to watch with the news anchor at the beginning of the clip asking, well, what is Facebook? And are you making any money at it? Well, we're asking that same question now. What is Metaverse? And are you going to be making any money at it? Well, the whole economy is going to be tied to the Metaverse. It's not just one company in agreement with one country. It's all the countries that are going to be tied to this Metaverse and agreeing to have this currency, agreeing to launch this whenever this is ready, full-blown. Right now, it's all in the testing phase. They're you know, making their enticing cartoon videos of realities that kids can play into, adults can work into, and all kinds of things. If you go watch his YouTube channel, he's got many, many videos about how this augmented reality is going to look like. But this is all fun and games and cartoonish now, but it will not... You're going to be locked into this system like a, like a prey, you know, it's hunting for its prey. And once you get in and you're thinking, ah, oh, this is a good thing, all of a sudden you're trapped and you'll never be able to get out. Your all-day physical existence will only be augmented and existing online where the beast system will know exactly what you're doing at all times and will control it and will ask you to worship it. You know, this whole idea of image of the beast giving life and breath to the image of the beast, well, this now makes sense. Mark Zuckerberg, he even talked about it in his video uh, of Metaverse, the giving breath to, uh, you know, all of his products and stuff. So what if that breath is the image of the beast that he's creating is online, that is going to be, once everybody's plugged in, it's extremely easy for this image of the beast to know everything and know everyone online because the AI is going to play a big part of that in knowing everything at all times. And if you know you don't want to worship the beast, then you're instantly killed because perhaps they implanted something inside you that would take you out if you don't do what they ask. So this is an extremely dangerous uh, product that he's building. It's all fun and games now, but your future is, is a complete trap. It's a rabbit trap. You you know, people go in and then they can't come out. So watch what's happening uh, to Mark's new plan and how to build 
this metaverse because it's going to play an important role in the mark of the beast technology. It's already here, but it's being developed. Just like Facebook was at this initial stage, looked like it was just a dating app, but it you know became this huge thing where everyone was posting everything and interacting on social media. This metaverse is going to be the new direction. Whether he builds it or somebody else builds it, it's going to be the beast system that's coming. It'll be virtual. It'll be augmented reality. That's what the beast system is. And because it's tying everybody into the system and they can make up whatever rules they want, as long as everybody's plugged in online, they can control everything and the population very easily that they couldn't do in reality. So say goodbye to reality. These pictures that are amazing uh, description spiritually of what the new beast system is going to look like and what they're attempting to subliminally tell you that they're going to imprison you. They don't care about your physical self. They only want you and care about you as your digital self that they're trying to create this uh, new world of prison that's all digital and controlled environment where you're going to live. So this picture with, it says, enter the metaverse, and this guy's got the VR headset on, covering his eyes and his nose, and uh, N95 mask to cover his mouth. So you can't see anything, and I don't know how he's breathing, because his nose is covered, his mouth is covered, his eyes are covered, and it looks ridiculous that they're really saying that they want to erase the human identity, not just the image of God, but that your physical self, a living, breathing human being, they want to erase your human identity. So I, I think they must think that you can live virtually and eat and drink and do anything you want and live there without your physical self. So, the, you know, like the movie Surrogates, at least they had robotic that experience real life with. But in this meta universe, you're completely digital and online experience where they're not even concerned about your human five senses, all the senses that you have with taste, touch, see, hear, and uh, seeing. And your seeing is only allowed what they allowed you to see in the metaverse and what you have access to because everything will be split into whatever you can afford and how much access they want to give you. So it's not only like a digital uh, arena, but it's a prism where they can completely control everything that you do and, and have access to and where you work and all the data that is producing. So if they only want you to have interaction with five people, that's all you will ever get. If they want you to have a concert with access to see that concert for a million people, that's all you will ever get. It's not like you're going to be able to walk around and interact with humans, whether you know them or not. It's only going to be like you go to an office building, you have a key card access to get in a certain floor, to get in your certain door, and you have no interaction with all the other uh, units in that building. You can only have access to what they allow. So that's what this new B system is going to be, where they're only going to give you access to what you can do, how you can think, where you can live, and you know what they're actually, like the line, 
that they're building in this future smart city. They want to condense everybody into this uh, couple of mile building that's horizontal. This is just like the Tower of Babel that God tore down because they wanted to reach the heavens, all inclusive, all in one building where they would have all the people of all the nations living together with one language and then have all the plants and whatever they needed inside the structure. So same thing is happening here. They're building this artificial city with artificial things and they'll stick some real plants in there, real trees, but you're not going to have any access to go to the outside real world. There are no windows, there are no doors to get outside of this line. You're going to be stuck in there, imprisoned, and they're only going to give you access to certain areas where you need privileges to go from one section to another section. And they're not, it's like everything's going to be computerized. It's going to be only using your biometric information to get from one place to the other. And currency likely. It's all going to be tied in to the mark of the beast where you can walk around without your wallet, without any things. It's all going to be free access, but it's all limited to what they actually grant you. So the richer you might be, you might get a lot more nicer things, a lot more access than the poor people in living inside these cities. It, it'll all be kept nice and clean like a modern city, but it's all controlled 100%. And that's your prison that they're building. They're building this future prison where they can control all population and access to whatever they need is decided by the Antichrist, the government system, the beast system. It's going to decide everything for you. So you're just going to be a kept animal that the real world you won't have access to. The real world where life is has sunshine and trees and grass and animals and noise of nature and the f dirt that you can feel all of that energy the earth energy that god created for us you will not have access to that anymore you're going to be locked up inside these little smart cities and then this other picture of his zuckerberg's vr conference that he was doing i think this picture is also telling too of the antichrist the beast system so here you have all the people wearing their vr glasses and they're all locked in and plugged into the system the metaverse that zuckerberg is creating while he's walking around with no uh nothing no devices he's open and he's just walking around outside of this uh sea of people and he's smiling and is like he's he's free to be human but the rest of them are enslaved as cattle and plugged into the VR system. So Zuckerberg is sort of acting like the Antichrist himself, that he's going to have full control over the sea of people to do whatever they want in this beast system. So I, I wanted to guys to show you these uh, couple of pictures to see what your future generation kids are going to have to go through. They're not ready to roll this out 100% just yet. They're just telling you what they're going to be using, all their money and energy and technology to build. They're building this, locking in you into this digital world while enslaving you to live 
like animals in these pods that they can only give you access to. You're not going to be free to walk around and do whatever you want. So you're just being controlled and herded into uh, animals, basically, on a farm that are ready to be slaughtered. So they can do whatever they want with you in this future world. And that's why Christ came to deliver us from all this evil and from Satan's kingdom and put him on, you know, put us in his, into his kingdom where we're not, we're going to have all the freedom what God designed us to be. He's going to give us the whole universe. These guys can only build small little cities if they want to lock us into, but God's going to give us the entire universe. He has power and authority over everything. And we are here to see this so we don't have to choose the bees, but we can choose God. That's why our whole existence is to figure out who God is and what this bee system is doing. And this bee system has been around since days of Adam and Eve. But you can see from Adam and Eve till now how fast this is progressing and where we're headed. Satan all along was meant to put us in prison and enslaved to him. That's, that was the plan all along. And now we can visualize what this might look like with the metaverse slash line and all these other new things that the beast is developing. Thank you for listening.